Hey. 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 It's How's going it going, on? guy? So we're going to eat during this, or are we going to... Oh, we're absolutely... Yeah, this is the this is Thanksgiving okay, special. Will you, will you what pass we do. me the turkey, please? The, the turkey? What is that meat you made? What? I, I mean, you guys... You guys got my email, right? We're still doing uh, emails? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? What? I mean, it's, it's, I, this is gonna, this is gonna be an issue, I think. What's wrong? I, I mean, I sent you guys an email a, way in advance of the, I mean, I sent it back in like August that I, I've okay. gone. I thought we were off email. Like, I thought 2022, no, no email. I thought that was this year. No. No, and we're gonna I, come back to it next year. No, the the tricky thing about this is that I've and you guys should know this. I thought we had this conversation, but I've gone full pescatarian. Oh, oh this yeah. is still. Yeah, I only eat fish now. So, do you have any? No, you, you, I, that was part of the email. Was you guys were gonna bring me like, you know, like oh, seven we're bringing fishes you fish. type thing. Yeah. Oh. What did you what, what did you bring? Can you pass whatever you brought? Well, I, I mean, I brought. Again, I only eat fish, so it's, you know, like fish appetizer. I've got a little can of sardines here. Kind of oh, okay. get us that's going. Good, that's a good start. Good start. Do you have the, like little forks or anything? Uh, I'll just I'll use my hands. I put Greg the checklist. Greg was in charge of utensils. Uh, Did you not? I think we're just going to have to use our hands to see okay. boys. That's all right. Uh, hey, and, let's you know, get thanks. If, you know, and I, I realized that sardines aren't for everybody, so I did bring some goldfish. Mm. Like actual okay, gold, gold, like goldfish, like not the crackers, right. but so. Oh, actual goldfish. Yeah, they've been salted. Um, you really for, so? Do you eat only fish? Right, only fish. <laughs> right, I didn't realize that's what pescatarian. Okay. Oh, oh, I see. You're exclusively it, eating fish. Yeah, I mean that's that's pescatarian diet right it's just just fish um i think it's of the meats just fish right I, I think it's yeah i think you're supposed to actually you're encouraged to eat other grains vegetables <sighs> fruits dairy really yeah yeah oh. well that makes things a lot easier <laughs> yeah yeah breakfast yeah. has been tough around the house i i can imagine <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. it's just cod. It's just cod. It's, everything is cod. So much salmon in the house is just ridiculous. Mm. I, this is this is a revelation to me. This is, you you tell me I can eat cereal. This has got to be expensive. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God, you have no idea. Yeah. You have any idea what seafood prices are like these days? I can't. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I do. Anyway. Although I, do, um, I, I well, we actually don't because we didn't get any. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Well, I mean that 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 really opens it up. So you're saying I can eat other things in addition to fish? Because yeah, I believe that, that's the way it works. I that's hope great. so. Great. Yeah. So, what, I think so what did what did you bring, Nick? I, I the they're frozen, but like they they make good mashed potatoes now. You can just pop them in the microwave. So I figured okay. you know eight nine minutes and a couple. We do need a spoon ah, to, to right. stir yeah. the potatoes. We got the lid. Yeah. The lid from the sardines could be used okay. as, as a okay. All right. that's, that's, interim that's, scoop. A little bit. Move it around, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's, that's this is gonna be awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Got folks, yeah. folks. Welcome. I'm sorry that uh, we got a, a little. We went off on a bit of a tangent there, but welcome, welcome 
to You Should Check It Out's fourth annual Thanksgiving extravaganza. Number four. Oh, wow. Can Number four it? already? Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so thankful. Uh, <laughs> I'm thankful, too. Wow. Great to have you here with us. This is a special treat that we do each Thanksgiving. And this year, it just happens to fall on a Thursday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just happens to fall what on the Thursday odds? this year. Yeah. What are the odds? So we figured we'd do a little Thanksgiving special. This is the this is the episode where we give thanks for things in our musical lives that uh, touch us or uh, you know have impacted us impacted us in some way. And we mm-hmm. uh, you know we get together, we enjoy some food. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know a lot of fish. I, I mean, I just brought a lot of salted salted stuff because I didn't know what the cooking situation was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, open flame, uh, like always. <laughs> <laughs> the gavilta fish, just uh-huh. sear it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, great. Um, Greg, how you doing, buddy? Um, pretty good. You yeah. had a really busy travel day. and uh, Yeah, you just flew in from the West Coast, right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> great, great to see you, man. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoying it's, the cold weather. It's chilly here. It was chilly, but you know, it's funny. It was, it was California cold back in California. It was actually like so what sixty kind of brisk. Ah, a little, a little dipped a little bit underneath there, I think. But mm. uh, you know, it's, the it's Santa so Ana winds kicked in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but no, it's good to be here. It's 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 cold, but it's not like brutal yet. No, I think today was actually the worst of it. So I think you're uh, we're gonna be in like the like forties maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 I brought the I, I came prepared. Beautiful. I brought my warm stuff. Good. Know, so excellent, excellent. Because we're gonna excellent. need to I burn not, something I, to yeah, cook this I did, food. That's I good. did not bring much else. No, no, cut, no cutlery. No cutlery. Sorry. Right. No. Um, I, again, the email thing. I mean, I didn't. I, I just know don't know how else to, to look communicate at with you guys. That's what we, we do. We talk every week. <laughs> Why didn't you bring it up? <laughs> We I just, talk every week. Sorry, it was an assumption that I uh, will promise not to make again, guys. Um, well, but when we, you well, saw what we, when, you, when you saw that we didn't reply, what, what were you thinking? I take uh, a no response as a tacit approval. You know, a tacit. Really? I'm going to do this, Jay. Yes, absolutely. You you guys don't. Well, I suppose uh, when you most of your previous emails, I haven't read this one. Most of the previous <laughs> this ones. This explains just said, a lot, actually. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take silence as confirmation. That's what that's what you've. That's, this probably you also when it comes explains to email etiquette. <laughs> this probably also no response why means you you're in. You haven't uh, responded to uh, my suggestion of adding a fourth member to the You Should Check It Out team. No, this is news. Well, who's this? Oh, it's my cousin. Who's who? My cousin Tony. Tony's coming. Well, I mean, he was, but Today? you guys aren't down. Or is this I like mean, permanent? he's waiting out there. I, we again oh. in the email. Let's just go back and read the thread. I mean, it's or not the thread. Oops. I mean, again, man, I gave up email. Twenty twenty two. Tony, Tony, not, not this year, man. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, help your. There's the smelted row is right over there. It's fine. <laughs> just help row. yourself. I'm sorry. What can I say? All right. <laughs> Tell him to run to the store and get some crackers. <laughs> Crackers. That would be great. That would be great. I did bring some fish sauce. Mm. Okay. You really so in all in on the fish? I, I mean, I thought it was a really simple diet. Most That's people why I was choose so diets based on like a book that compels them. To, it sounds like you just just I took like a cursory word. definition 
of pescatarian of just it fish just seems and just so stuck easy. with only fish. I, you how don't have, have you to been think. doing this and how are you how are you like functioning? You guys see me. I, I dress in a black shirt and a yeah. black hoodie every single day, so I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear each day. And God, so when I came across yeah, yeah. It, like like Zuckerberg, exactly. Uh, so when I came across the pescatarian diet, I was just like, well, just nothing but fish. This is perfect. That's easy. I tolerate fish. That's fine. All I got to do is buy fish. And, uh, yeah. Um, but I, I will say that, you know. So what are we doing this year? <laughs> what are we doing this year? Thank you, Dick. Thank you, Dick. Yeah, you're this year, I, I and I don't know, honestly, if we've done this before. I think we may have done this our very first Thanksgiving special, but... We're, this year, we're going to be focusing on artists that we're thankful for. Artists that we're thankful for. I think for. in the past, we've done bands that we're thankful for, mm -hmm. albums that we're thankful for, mm -hmm. maybe songs that we're thankful for. Mm -hmm. Okay. But Seems opening like it good. up to artists that we're okay. thankful for this year. And, uh, I like it. I think we got a, I, I think we got a full slate of uh, artists that have impacted us, that impacted us in some way or another. And uh, to get us started... Mr. Nick, you're up first on the rotation. I'm gonna, I'm going first. Yeah, if you're cool All with right. that. Well, actually, no, this is perfect because the uh, the background, the background is that a band or music we have playing? Uh, it's the record player. The record player. Thank you. Right. I've got a guy that. Uh, so, well, actually, I'll say this right now. I, I decided to focus in on the drummers for for artists oh. that I'm thankful for. Okay. Um, and the first guy that I wanted to pick is somebody that I've been watching on YouTube for a couple years now, but. Um, there's a couple videos that he put out this past year that, I don't know, for whatever reason really spoke to me, made me kind of think differently about aspects of the drums. Um, this is Ari Honig. Is, am I oh, saying yeah. that right? Is that, mm -hmm. am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy's a, he's a, he's a beast. He's a drummer from New York, um, and while I've never seen him, I've listened to all of his, all of his, uh, his albums that he's put out as, as the band leader, um, but he's worked with a lot of a lot of other uh, artists. Um, sure, no, Ari Honig is amazing. I've actually yeah. have seen him a couple of times. Yeah. And uh, he had some do a clinic once at University of Maryland. Uh, He's really got the amazing. heart of a teacher, which is the coolest thing about somebody who's like a prolific jazz drummer in, in New York. Um, and, uh, but he's posting on YouTube and, he, and you can just tell, like he just, he, he really gets gets a lot of energy from like explaining some complex thing, especially some way that he's worked it out. And he had a piece that he did called uh, on working with songs, how to work with songs. And it, and he talked about like, he spends most of his time studying the melodic, the, the melody of the song and really internalizing that. And, and then he, and ba basically playing the, playing rhythms around that as, while he's holding down the beat. Um, that's kind of where he enjoys spending his time. And then listening, especially in a live uh, jazz setting, listening to everybody else play and how they're playing off the melody and kind of feeding off that as well. So it was a really cool uh, distillation of kind of how he thinks about the creative improvisation process. Um, so I thought he had a, he's had a couple albums come out this year, um, but I wanted to play this little section off of this album that came out earlier this year. Um, and this song is called Child's Prey.
that's sick. Yeah, I, and it, I know that's, that just sounded like some random like jazz solo, but watching just a couple of his videos and understanding how, how he, where he where he has the hi-hat sit at any given point in time, which is a little bit different than the, the way a lot of jazz drummers do it. And then and then hearing him play then, it has been such a cool experience. But I, I found him because he he paired up early on with uh, Tigran Hamasayan, the, the guy that I've brought up mm. earlier this year as well. And so I that was my that was my first artist that I was thankful for because he's really helped me this year. Beautiful. Um, dope. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mr. Loman, you're up next, hey buddy. Now. Hey. Am I? Pass me some cod. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, well, so actually, uh, I have uh, some artists here that I'm thankful for, and there's a little bit of a thread, a little bit of a story that kind of mm. connects them all. Ooh, got a narrative um, happening. I like it. You know, and it's uh, it's it's a, it's a something to happen that I'm pretty thankful for, and each of these artists was a part of it. So I'm going to start off with um, actually the uh, guitar player Tom Morello, um, somebody yes, who has. Uh, He's played with you. That's true. Yeah. But, um, he remembered you. He is a, a cool guy and a very uh, obviously prolific, yeah. um, perfectly like unique guitarist. Like he's, he, he's, he does things that literally nobody else knows quite how to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he had commercial success with like two bands. Um, yep. Raging Against the Machine and Audio Slave. And um, anyway, I've just been studying and admiring this cat forever. And um, I'll get to sort of why, you know, how he fits into this story by the end. But um, let's listen to a little bit of a live bit with him and the band he's probably the most well known for, Rage Against the Machine. This, yeah. is, uh, from a li- this is from a live album in, in LA. I, 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 thought, I, I think this, int- this is like the very beginning of the show. Check, check this out. Yeah, baby. This guy, this, and it's so great. You listen to that, and you know, so many just, bands. Just Zach. Yeah, so many bands go out there, and you know, they play to the click, and it's like immediately once you hear the wow, wow, what go wow, you know, he just drops it like yep. ten, it, like you know. It, yep. It's like nah, man. It's just four guys 
playing, you know. Playing live. Good stuff. Yeah. Great. So great stuff. Very thankful for, for Tom Morello. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Johnny Nebraska, what you got, buddy? I wanted to start with a guy that we talked about before. Uh, a couple times, I think, on the podcast, but um, you know, kind of one of those those figures in my life that, uh, look, looking back, it was so fortuitous that I I got to meet him and hang out with him and learn from him, mm-hmm. and it really shaped a lot of the way I look at music. And that guy is uh, our old jazz teacher, Lafayette Gilchrist, mm-hmm. an artist oh, yeah. that I'm extremely thankful for. Um, Lafayette is a piano player, and uh, like I said, you know, he taught Nick and I. It, basically, we we joined, not knowing anything, we joined uh, the jazz improv group our first mm-hmm. year at uh, UMBC, mm-hmm. University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and this guy Lafayette was our jazz instructor, and he was just this cool 40-something guy from, he was born in D.C., moved mm-hmm. to, to Baltimore, and actually studied at UMBC, graduated from UMBC and taught himself to play the piano Yep. while he was at UMBC by just going around to the music room, like the rehearsal rooms at UMBC and just mm-hmm. around basically and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. taught himself how to play and how to compose and has, you know, had a musical career that, um, that still goes on. And his, like his music has been featured in like the wire and Treme and, um, you know, he's toured internationally and he's not like a superstar, but, you know, no. he's, he's been reviewed by NPR and solid career. Yeah. And he was really the guy that got me to think about jazz in a different way. That like jazz doesn't have to be this um, set of old tunes and standards that you learn and go play in like a cocktail lounge. You know, like mm-hmm. he was living and breathing jazz music in his own way. And it just, it was really transformative to me. And the way that he approached our, our jazz ensemble was so freeing. You know, he encouraged all of us to write our own stuff and have yep. the ensemble play it, which is extremely brave you know, mm-hmm. to have a bunch of freshmen, sophomore music majors writing stuff for their own ensemble. Um, you know, he encouraged us to just play atonally or whatever we were feeling or And he would drag we us out feeling. to the clubs and make us do it, too. Exactly. He would actually take us to clubs in Baltimore, jazz clubs in Baltimore on open mic nights and have, you know, he would introduce us. This is this is the jazz ensemble from you. This is my class. These guys are going to rock. Knock yourself These guys, these are the these guys are the cats. These guys are the shit. These guys are the next, the next thing. Well, I mean, which is just so cool. So, so beautiful. And uh, just a great human being, and we gotta get him on the podcast sometime. I gotta try to yeah, because he's still making music and still doing great stuff. So I wanted to say thank you to Lafayette and um, play a little bit of his music. This is a song that was featured on The Wire, and it blew my mind the first time when I was watching The Wire, like back to back, and I heard Lafayette's music on The Wire. I was, I mean, it was, it's so perfect and so fitting. Mm. Um, the name of the song is called Assume the Position, and this is actually a re-recording of that track um, from 2020 with him. I think it's just a trio, uh, uh, upright bass, piano, and drums. So Lafayette, Gilchrist, extremely thankful. Check it out. Thanks, Lafayette.
takes me back. Right? Yeah, so distinctly Lafayette. That's it's awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, I think this is going well. Yeah, it is. It, it, I know we're missing the turkey, but is the uh, is the haddock like filling you guys up? Haddock, some... What about what about other like what about like frogs? Well, that's not a fish. I mean, it's I, aquatic. My son Ben could tell you that. Okay. True. Yeah, he's smart. <laughs> the, uh, I honestly, just, I, the no, toughest just, part for me has been, like I said, breakfast. You know, you know, no coffee. I've been trying to like take like fish juice and kind of like mm-hmm. just press yeah. fish in and heat it up in the microwave. But okay. that really has irritated the family with the smell. And honestly, it's not very good. So if it's I've been cranky over the last couple yeah. months, yeah, you're gonna ruin that new kitchen. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, there's some definitely some spotting going on, but um, anyway, enough about me, <laughs> Nick. Uh, yeah, no, it's ne- fine. Next that's round. Fine. Um, uh, no, you? it's good. That's good. I'm I'm just, just perplexed more than anything else. Um, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I've got Ari Honig. First off, I want to thank yeah first chops and for heart of a teacher. Uh, next, next, actually, my next two are gonna probably pretty, be pretty predictable if anybody's listened this past year, <laughs> but because um, I wanted to also include uh, Morgan Simpson. Who is the the drummer for for Black Midi? Black Midi. Yeah, um, this guy's uh, creative energy, and, and I think also being able to see them live was was uh, was really cool as well. Um, but th- this guy, I, I just I, he's just somebody that I look forward to. There's a there was a podcast that he did. I'm gonna back up just a hair. He's a podcast he did um, with uh, Bill Bruford, um, where they just talked back and forth. Um, and what was really cool about it was Bruford who's been around for ages um, and was the drummer in King Crimson and Yes. and um, He basically, he kind of like, at a certain point, there was kind of like uh, the master talking to the student or kind of like, a, you could just tell like the next generation yeah. talking to the previous generation. And he really got out of them like, what else do you want to do? Like, And by the end of it, Morgan at the beginning is talking about, you know, well, we, like he only referred to himself as part of the band. By the end of this, episode he's talking about like what he wants and like things that he would like to try and uh and it was actually a really a really cool conversation to kind of partake in and it made me realize how young this guy is and it made me realize how talented this guy is um and they just they've only put out their they've put out their third album they've only been around for since we've been doing the podcast because i think the first episode was right when right when their first album dropped um so i wanted to to say thank you to morgan simpson it's so cool to see you know these young kids uh, killing it and just and 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 doing things differently than uh, than I, I I've heard it done before. Sure, um, it's really cool to look at somebody younger than you and, and be influenced by their their work. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, gives you hope. But this is um, this is twenty seven questions from Black Midi. Nothing you can do when lost in city rain. There is something you can do. Take refuge wherever is marked admission free. As we did one night back in late '43. 
I've never seen a man on the poster before But my friend said he was a big star before the war The boy by the door, louder than a bomb All the way down the street you heard his song Roll up, roll up tonight is a night Freddy Fast gives his last will live on stage Roll up, roll up for the show of a lifetime The doors open at quarter to eight Sudden upholstery that was once brilliant We picked this loose stuffing and looked around So Greg, where were you, uh... Where'd you go, man? You, you just got up... Did you get a delivery or something? Uh, I had to see somebody downstairs about something. It's just, but you, well, you came with a... It looks like a pizza box. It looks like a pizza box. Uh, it's a box. It's not a pizza box. It, I mean, it says... It's, it's a Frisbee. It's a Frisbee box. It actually box. says fancy pizza. I brought some, fris I brought some Frisbees for... It's just... I know. You know, I was just wondering because, you know, with the whole like fish... in here. With the whole fish Gosh. debacle, um, and now that I know that I can eat, Oh, you, you know, know more what? than just. It, it, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Look. I think that there's been a mistake. Okay. I um. I went to go get some fish for you, and they actually sent us pizza instead. It appears. Oh well, no, that's I that's cool. Could you could you share? You know, just I maybe just have like a half a slice or something. You know, um. I, I, I would I like to. Yes. Um, is it gonna is it gonna happen? I, I don't think so. I I just don't have enough. To share. I, there's not okay. en there's not enough for the for the class. You know what I mean? I don't boy, even that, like boy, fish. That, okay. Okay. Uh, it, I mean, maybe just like you know, if you had if once you get done, if you have some crust left over. Uh, it's kind of a personal. Just pizza. a personal, si just a small size. Yeah, it's, okay. it is. Yeah. Right. Where'd you I order don't, that from? Let's, uh, of a, a, a fish vendor. Remember, because that, that, that's why I'm so surprised. No, I just right. I want. Okay, fine. You want some? You, no, don't. Yeah, it's closed. I, they're closed. They're, they're closed. closed. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah. You got the last one. Mm. Right, yeah, Eleven, eleven o'clock. Okay. Last, last one, bro. All right. God, it smells so good. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I either way, you're up. You're up next, Greg. So if you. Oh, am I? All right. Cool. Great. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, let, hang on. let me finish this slice first. <laughs> oh, that's delicious. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I mean, it smells fantastic. It does. It's, really, it's really good. Like, it smells really good. Like, really good. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, so I talked about Mr. Tom Morello, um, who, by the way, I, 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 I didn't mention, but in 1997, when Rage Against the Machine toured with Wu-Tang Clan, I got to see it. And so this is one of my, like, one of my high school concerts. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, middle school, high school, I went, to sh I went to shows, but they were few and far between, especially the big ones, because, you know, you had, to, you had to line up, like... You got to get a ride, you got to get, yeah, like, yeah. And, and, like, for me, for, and to, to, to a certain point, permission, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure. when, you're like when you're, like, 13 years old, you can't just be like, all right, peace out, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, so... Uh, but Rage Against the Machine was one show I did get to go see, and one that I did get to go see in middle school. Wow. Was what... Well, hang on. The one I got to go see in middle school was a different band. It was... Uh, uh, just as influential to me and uh, 
and uh, something I was way into. I'm talking about the Smashing Pumpkins oh. on, the, on the on the Melancholy and Infinite Sadness tour. Wow, um, that was, nice. wow. Yeah, that was really quite an era. Yeah, and, it was. Um, it was their peak. It was pretty much their peak, yeah. I mean, they had the number one album in the country, and it was a double album. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know? And uh, Some really beautiful you know, stuff on there, too. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. And I actually was kind of revisiting it. Um, Billy Corgan, though, you, you know, just... I, I always I go back to Siamese Dream about once a year, revisit yeah. that, yeah. you know? That's but I hardly album. ever go back. I hardly ever go back to Melancholy because it's just such an undertaking. But recently, I've been kind of digging into it, and um, yeah, I'm just thankful for that band because as I listen back to it, I'm like, man, they gave us, they, they gave me so much to like work. Hell to, yeah! Like you know, and not just uh, the the music, but just their whole aesthetic mm. was I found really interesting. Anyway, this song is on Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which again was just like. This is like the third song on the album. Okay. And it's called Jelly Belly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is on, like, what was the number one album in 19, probably 95 or 6? Uh, 95. I, I want to say it was 95, yeah. Yeah. Nick's, Nick's but, double checking here. Yeah. Putting it in right now. 95, yep. October 95. And, so, and this is also, um, this is like Jimmy Chamberlain. On yeah. drums, just annihilating. Yep. So, um, yeah, give, give this a, give this a spin. This is Jelly Belly by Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Stuff. Oh, I'm just eating this mashed potatoes. They're so good. I haven't had carbs mm. in like three mm. months. They're so good. Oh my god. Mm. <coughs> did, you, did you not want me to cook it? I don't care. Mm. Don't care. <sighs> just cold mashed potatoes. Tastes so good. Yeah, Actually, let me well. put some fish sauce on here real quick. There you go. Oh, it's beautiful. Wonderful. There it is. There it oh. is. This is like the one episode that I can actually eat through. Like yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna keep eating. Help yourself. Do Help it. Help yourself. And I know there's. Uh, you might see that there's some pizza here, but we understand. It's it's just it's it's, it's, it's Greg's it's, Greg's pizza. It, thank you. And thank he you. has written it on the the box now. 
Mm -hmm. It's Greg's pizza. Yep. It's really good. He, he crossed out where it says family style pizza and just says definitely not sharing. Greg, Greg style pizza. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, now that I'm on a car brush, uh, let me talk about my next artist that I am thankful for. Yes. And this is a little bit out of left field, but I have to give credit where credit is due. I talk about this all the time. I love listening to music while I'm working. Okay. And there's nothing more that I like. There's not not any kind of music that I like listening to more than like relaxing jazz and ambient music while I'm working on something like pressing where I actually have to think. Mm. If I if it's just like grudge work, yeah, I'll put on some Smashing Pumpkins or put on anything. Mm. But if I actually got to think, ambient music's where it's at. So I wanted to give a shout out to you could call him the creator of ambient music. He's definitely okay. the guy who is credited with coming up with the term ambient music. Mm -hmm. And that guy is Brian Eno. Ah. Yeah. We haven't talked about him too much. We've talked about him obliquely. Yes. Um, tangentially. Tangentially, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Brian Eno's great, man. And he, he just crops up in so many cool little places. He... Uh, mm -hmm. He he actually started with the band Roxy Music, who I referenced last week in a band. No, in Jay's Thoughts, a band that I can't stand mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. um, but he played a really cool role in Roxy Music. He was he he played synthesizer, tape recorder, vocals, and acted as the producer. Like he would actually, for a lot of their performances, perform from off stage, like behind a mixing desk while he was mixing the band, and he had like a, a vocal microphone there, and he would add vocal harmonies and talking and loops and stuff like that so he was doing a very cool Already thing that not thing too many from, from musicians, yeah. musicians did um back then mm. but uh after he left roxy music in 73 he collaborated with people like robert fripp mm -hmm. and uh came up with robert fripp's you know his whole frippertronics thing was in mm -hmm. conjunction with brian eno and one of my favorite collaborations is with a guy david bowie Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, worked on him, worked with him on a bunch of classic albums, including Low. And this, of course, gives me the perfect opportunity to play one of my favorite clips of all time from the internet. Greg, I don't know if you've heard this one or not. I know mm. Nick has, but this was, I actually played this on one of the very first episodes of You Should Check It Out that never made it to the surface, where we were doing a deep dive on the David Bowie album Low. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a great, it's, you can look for it on YouTube. It's this guy, Adam Buxton, made this cartoon of uh, David Bowie in the studio with <laughs> with Brian Eno and Tony Visconti. Um, mm -hmm. Check this out. Hello, Brian Eno. Hello, Tony Visconti. <sighs> I just got back from Paris. Ah, uh, yes. How are your legal wrangles with your former manager, Michael Lippmann, progressing, David? Oh, Brian, it's mm. just awful. I'm not sure I've ever felt so low. Ooh. Channel it into the music, David. I suppose so. So, what have you been up to while I've been away, Brian? Well, I've been working on a piece of music, actually, David. <laughs> if you don't like it, I'll use it on one of my weird albums. Do you want to have a listen? Yes, I'd love to hear it. I could use some cheering up. Uh, could you roll the tape for us, please, Tony Visconti? Yeah, sure. I mean, I am co-producing this record, so it's not a big problem for me. Doing a lot of co-production, probably more than people think. Here we go. <laughs> So, <laughs> there you go. 
What do you think, David? Can you use it on the record? Oh, yes, absolutely, Brian. I might just add a little something, though, so I won't feel so bad when people assume I did it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Oh, it's brilliant. So I, I did want to play one of his kind of seminal ambient tracks. It's, it's off of an album called Music for Airports, mm. which is great. Yeah. Um, I, I love the tone of this album. The whole idea behind this is he was sitting in an airport in Germany and he couldn't stand the background music. And so he decided, you know what? I can create better mood music for an airport. And Perfect. He did that. He intended the music to, quote, induce calm and space to think. And it was meant to be as ignorable as it is listenable, which I just love. So, Did it ever get used? Do we know this? I don't believe so. Okay. <laughs> but this is the uh, opening track from Music for Airports. I'm ready for dessert. Yeah. 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 And on that note, I did make a, a delicious eel pie. Mmm. <laughs> so, eel? Yeah. They Is that peels. a fish? It's a fish. cornerstone of the pescatarian diet. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> Thank okay. You. Thank you, Greg. Exactly. So. He's just happy because he's got pizza. Yep. Oh, so, good. so much fish. Turned out, I, I got a second one while you guys were playing that clip. Oh, yeah, second pizza? You said they were all out. I, I, turns out they weren't. <laughs> I just wanted to order one for myself. I don't see why you couldn't give me the number. You, we all have phones, okay? <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Okay. Oh, good all right, well, it, yeah, it is It is getting a little bit smelly in, in, the, in the booth here, so... Maybe That's let's right. wrap this up here. Uh, last right. round. Mm -hmm. Nick, you're up, buddy. Last round. I got to go. This is my endurance score, uh, my endurance drummer. Um, Michael Cavanaugh. Does anybody know Michael Cavanaugh? Can't say that I do. He plays, I don't, we've, we may, we may have touched on this band. Is he, is, um, is he Brett's brother? He's not <laughs> Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's brother. No, this gentleman, it's actually with a C, and he hails, uh, Brett Kavanaugh hailed from Bethesda, Maryland, 
And I right. believe uh, this, this gentleman hailed somewhere from an Australia, from Australia. Um, he is mm. the drummer for King Gizzard and the Liz Wizard. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah probably, uh, probably little to no relation. This is, yeah, King, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, none of which a pescatarian can eat. Um, right. So it's, mm. yeah, so it's not one that you would have come across. Um, yeah. We got to see these guys earlier, yeah, uh, about did. a month ago at this point, and um, always appreciated this guy's endurance on the album. But, you know, in a studio session where you can sit down and play for 10 minutes and then take a break, that's one thing. But we watched this guy hit without skipping a beat and doing a lot of times the work that two drummers did yeah. uh, on early albums uh, for a solid, I have, what was it, an hour and 40 minutes? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was non-stop. Steady. Steady, fast, awesome. incredible, um, and right I know on. I know that I know that you, neither of you guys have, have jumped too much into the new album, um, so right. I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep peppering tracks from it, um, and this was a, a trade off I made a trade off last time so I can play a different song, but I want to play the opening track. I don't think I've played the opening track from from Changes. You have not. All right, let's give that a listen. This is called Change. pretty shuffle going on there dude that is there are like there's like seven unique melodic ideas in that song that that, yeah. that it just does not end um it's that's a, that's a great one that's a great one Very so cool. yep for uh for sheer endurance and and just keeping it held down michael cavanaugh i am thankful well Ooh. said well said greg sir glorious uh, you've uh, taken us finally. on a journey you've eaten a pizza yeah <laughs> where are we concluding that's good that's good <laughs> okay well so my final artist and this is what's gonna hopefully bring the whole story together so i saw billy corgan in seventh grade i saw tom morello and billy corgan and smashing pumpkins in seventh grade mm -hmm. i saw tom morello and raging Against machine and <clears throat> both were you know formulative experiences mm -hmm. sure as you can imagine um fast forward now and this man's name has come up many, many times on the podcast. But uh, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd mm. came to visit the music program I was working at. Long story short, a couple years after that happened, he decided he was going to throw a benefit concert for 
uh, benefiting, I should say, Music Corps, the, the nonprofit that I was working with. Right. Yeah. And he told us this, and he said, I've invited some guests. <laughs> and for, for, so first of all, we were like, well, we're going to get to do a thing with Roger. This is going to be cool. Like, I, I guess some kind of concert. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, I've booked DAR Constitution Hall, which is okay. like a, a venue in D.C., like 2,500, you mm-hmm. know? Sure. Yeah. And I've invited Tom Morello and Billy Colgan. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, of all the people. It had to be like that... one of the most surreal moments of your life. Like, Roger well, Waters is telling you this. Roger Waters is like, Greg, I have an idea. <laughs> well, it wasn't. That, that didn't compare to them actually showing up in the studio and sure. joining with us. For sure. Rock, <laughs> and then performing with them at a sold out. D.A.R. Constitution Hall. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I, I remember thinking at the time, I still think, like... This know, is why Greg gets his own pizza food. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yep. Tom, I remember thinking Tom Morello is, like, he's he's hyper. He's, like, an activist, you know? And Billy Corgan's just, like, really inward and... Introverted. An artist, yeah. art, you know, and he, he's, got, he's got a thing with his arm. Mm-hmm. It's like, he, 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 yeah. So he, um... But they were both really pleasant. Nice. And it was just unbelievable to be around them. And it was thanks to Roger. Yeah. Because they're both they're both diehard Roger fans. Right. Um, on. You know, Billy Corgan talks about how um, he grew up obviously with Pink Floyd, and then also he saw Roger's show and decided like when Roger was doing The Wall, he's doing mm-hmm. like a resurgence of the Wall album. Mm-hmm. And Billy Gorgon said, I saw the show and realized that I could do my old songs without it feeling like, here's the greatest hits concert. Like, I can revisit that material in a fresh way, the way Roger is doing it. And so mm. then Smashing Pumpkins started to go on tour again. Nice. So, you know. Also, it's not a coincidence that Melancholy was a double album. Yeah, you look back right. at the wall. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, it was just a great experience. There's probably, there's a... Uh, some very cool moments on stage and a few off stage, you know, like one, one thing was, um, somebody said something about, uh, Billy's high voice, you know, Billy's, <laughs> Billy's, Billy's voice isn't pleasing to everyone, <laughs> I would say, but someone said, oh, in like, the we don't need no education bit in uh, another brick in the wall. Yeah, yeah. Hey, are we, are we getting the kids out here? Because Roger would always bring these inner city kids to sing that part in different concerts. Like, no, we're not doing the kids. And I think GE, G Smith was like, hey, B- hey, Billy, maybe you could be one of the kids with your high voice. You know? <laughs> and Billy goes, yeah, it's, it's worked out for me so far. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Guys like, you know, a half billionaire yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. A buddy oh, my, but buddy, buddy Jay, this is a little quick little gear nerd thing. Uh, a buddy of mine who got to hang with Billy a few times. He has a lot of cool gear. Oh yeah. And uh, he has a Mellotron. And I guess like, do you know what the, what do you put into a Mellotron? It's, it's actually like, ta- it's tape loops. Right. Loops of tape. But what are they called? There's like cartridges or something like that. I, I don't know. For the we can device. call them cartridges. Yeah. All right. 
Well, this guy's like, I've got three of them, which is like, wow, you know. And he, yeah. he brought it up to, to Billy Corrigan. He's like, yeah, I have about like forty six, you know, <laughs> <laughs> of these like rare like of things that you you pop into the Mellotron to get the the. Yeah, this yeah. is actually the one they used on Strawberry Fields Forever. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, there was one more uh, little moment that I was going to bring up, which was during one of these rehearsals. Billy said to Roger, you know, we used to jam at the end of our shows for like 20 minutes on set the controls. And I was like, what's, what are they talking about, you know? And then they started like playing the riff, this like E droney Phrygian riff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh. I kind of like jammed with them a little bit. We're just tinkering around. I had a guitar and I was standing right there. I was, and then I thought about it later and I was like, you know, when I saw Smashing Pumpkins in middle school, they did like do this droney jam at the end <laughs> of the song. And I, and I looked up the song and sure enough, it kind of gave me flashbacks to that. And then nice. Roger started playing it live again. I don't know if it's because he talked to Billy and it like rekindled that love for it. This is a very early Pink Floyd song called Set the Controls for the Heart of the Sun. So nice. grateful for grateful for Tom Morello, grateful for Billy Corgan, grateful for Roger Waters. For letting you meet the prior two. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Live in Pompeii? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All Jay. right, well, thank you, Greg. That was beautiful. And uh, such a great story. Uh, I do not have any kind of narrative arc to my uh, three picks, but um, nevertheless, I'm going to wrap things up here. <laughs> um, my last pick is a guy that I've talked about a bunch on the, the podcast. I think I've played a couple of his songs. And he hasn't released an album for a couple years so i assume he's got something in the bag that he's about to release here in the next year but that guy's name is sturgill simpson oh hey now. Okay. yeah 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 and um the reason i'm just so enamored with this guy and thankful for him is that i just think he's uh he symbolizes to me everything that's right about country music he does things the right way he, he writes his own songs he has his own band he plays his own music he he just is not a shield to the country music establishment at all. And he also has managed to kind of transcend a lot of what country music is about. So there's a lot of, you know, jam bands 
like people who follow jam bands, people who primarily follow rock music, who are really into this guy as well. Kind of in a similar way to Nick Billy Strings. Yeah. Or a Tyler Childers, less so, but uh, he's just such an inspiration to me musically and the way he uh, carries himself and the way he does does his business. And um, the song I'm going to play is uh, a song that he wrote. This is, I can almost play the entire song. I think the whole, whole thing is a hundred or a minute 48 seconds long. So we just about get there. But uh, the song is called A Little Light. And it was originally on his album, Meta Modern Sounds in Country Music. And he re-recorded it for his bluegrass sessions um, called Cut and Grass, Volumes 1 and 2. Okay. And uh, I just... I come back to these albums all the time, not only because I love bluegrass, but just because it was really cool. He just went back and reinvented his whole catalog of country music, mm -hmm. doing them in a bluegrass style with a really cool, different bluegrass band. And each of the two albums is done with a different bluegrass band. So um, really cool, really fun music. You get to hear some banjo. Yeah. What else can you ask for? Um, yeah. This is a little light. Um, that's not true. I haven't eaten that thing. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't touched your eel pie, Nick. I, I, I appreciate it. I, I'm I, it like, is, it is hard to eat without a fork. They're very slippery. I'm, so, I'm yes. thankful I don't have a fork. Wait, wait. They're, they're not cooked. They're just alive. He's, he, this dude is eating straight eel. No, 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 no. They are dead. They're not cooked. Oh. but they are dead. Okay. And, uh, yeah, like raw, I said, I mean, raw. at the time, I didn't know that you could put, like, I could eat crust or, or so it's just a bunch of dead just, eels in a pot. <laughs> dead eels um, in a pie pan. I did put some seasoning mm. on there. Salt and some fish sauce. <laughs> I don't think, but, you know, it's, eel would need either. Just riding this bit till the end, aren't we? It's, uh, but it's an acquired taste, so. <laughs> but just, I can tell you guys, um. I really appreciate the education on the whole pescatarian mm. diet thing. Mm -hmm. I should have done mm -hmm. more research going into it, and I know that now. 
Um, We've all but, learned, we, call, we, we learned something today. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what I like to call it. What's that? Eel communication. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, I, I wasn't think. sure I, what I, we were going to get there. I, 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 wasn't I, sure I know, was... me neither. Me neither. I, know. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a big old, big old buzzer. There it is. The quack, the quack would have been good. But, but then, but that would just made Nick a little hungrier. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we should have had some duck. Ooh, I could eat some duck right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so a turducken? Oh, Or even just a sliver of pepperoni or mushroom would have been. Just the crust. I know. I know. That is really good. Oh, I threw the crust out. <laughs> Appreciate that, Greg. Um, yeah, along with like the, the the sauces that came with it, that would have been. Fun, there were sauces. But... Could have oh, sipped yeah. on that. Oh, it really, really worked with that eagle pie. I'm famished. But uh, nevertheless, guys, another Thanksgiving in the in the oh, bag. It's been great. Awesome. Really appreciate you guys coming down, nice. tuning in. Yeah. Uh, before we get going, Greg, I'm thankful for you and. Uh, Telling the folks Are you? how to get in touch okay. with us each week, should they choose you to do so. You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram. Uh, excuse me, our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Yeah, baby. Yes, you should. Yes. Yes, you should. Thankful for you guys. Thankful for all of our wonderful listeners. Tune back Indeed. in here next week. We'll be back with the regular episode 173 next week. It is. Yeah. Can't wait. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Peace. <laughs> See you.